Hey friends, this is Monica Pitts and you're listening to Marketing with Purpose. Ah, okay, so today we're going to talk about websites again. You know how I like talking about websites and we're going to talk about a fast loading website formula. But first, I have to geek out for just a second because I am making these epoxy glitter tumbler mugs. You know what I'm talking about? Those those tumblers, like the steel tumblers that are just covered in glitter. Oh, and so I'm making them for my whole staff because I'm a complete dork and I just love glitter so much and it doesn't bother me that it's all over my house, okay? It really doesn't. And my husband is just completely decided that it's not something he's going to fight with me over. And at this point, like if you walk through my kitchen without shoes on and you look at the bottom of your foot, you literally look like you're a mermaid. It's amazing. Like it's glitter. Okay. And so I tasked each one of my staff members to design whatever they wanted to put on the side of these mugs. And they're awesome. (laughs) Like I never would have put this on the side of their tumblers, but they're designing them themselves. And I just keep refreshing the design board over and over again. So I can see what everybody has on there. It's like social media for designers. It's so great. Like, it's so much fun. Okay, so I digress. I might talk more about glitter in a minute, but really, I want to talk to you about how to have a fast-loading website. The first thing I want to tackle is, like, why you need to have a fast-loading website. It's really, really important. And since you're here, I could probably assume that you already understand why it's important that your website loads quickly. But alas, (laughs) I mean, a good teacher starts at the beginning, right? And we all know how great assumptions work. Mm -hmm. They don't work at all. No. Mm -hmm. And so let's take a quick second and talk about why it's so important to have a fast loading website. And then I will break down the things that you need into six items. Yeah, because you know how I like lists. Okay, so... Reason number one that you need to have a fast loading website is because Google's algorithm is changing and it's dinging rankings on slow loading sites. So your website is less likely to show up when people search for it if it's slow loading. The second reason that you need to have a fast loading site is just to be polite because like who likes waiting in line? My husband and I were just talking about like the worst part of flying is waiting in lines forever. It like bookends your vacation with stress. Like from the second that we get on the shuttle, I'm like, great. I have a whole day waiting in lines. I'm ecstatic about this, like super excited. And my kids are actually, well, I was just going to complain about them, but they're actually really good. They love to travel and they've been traveling since they were teeny tiny people. So, well, they're pretty legit. So I shouldn't complain about them. Um, But really, so those lines, right? A A slow loading website is giving people the same amount of stress because these visitors who are coming, they want and they need the content on your website. And if there's not even a promise of sunshine and margaritas after your site loads, is it really worth the wait? Ask yourself that. And well, maybe give people margaritas when they get to your site. I don't know. It's just a thought. Okay. And then number three is to make friends. And well, and to show up in search results, which that was like number one, because people will abandon your site before even getting to it. And then you don't even have the chance to make friends with them, which is also a signal to Google that your site stinks. And then it won't share your site on search engines. And so now we've come full circle, which is Google. 
right? Okay, so really you need a fast loading site because it doesn't matter how gorgeous your site is. If people never get there or if you torture them with lines to get into your site, all that pretty is just going to go to waste. Alrighty, so now with all that sunshine out of the way, let's get to the recipe that you need, a fast loading website formula. Let's get to business. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Let's dig into this fast-loading, glitter-covered website formula. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to talk you through six things that you need to have to have a fast-loading website. Now, when we talk about making a website load faster, we call it optimization, website optimization. So first, I will explain to you what it is, and then I'm going to give you six different things to do to optimize your website. So I'll list out those six things now, and then I'll go into them one by one after I explain what on earth site optimization actually means. So number one is enable caching. Two is minimize CSS and JavaScript. Three is use a CDN. Four is choose the right host. Five is just like straight up DVD with your images and video. And then number six would be lazy loading your iframes. All right, so let's dig into what optimization is. And I'm going to tell you this from the perspective of a Pisces, you know, glitter covered mermaid style. All right, so Imagine that your fully loaded website is like a pitcher of water. So each of the components of the site from scripts to photos fill the pitcher and then it can be displayed. Now your site likely has hundreds, if not thousands of teeny cups with drops of water in them just waiting to be gathered and poured together so you can render the entire site. For a site to load quickly, we need to make sure that every container is as light as possible because it takes more time to pour things from concrete flower pots than from plastic ones, right? So that's one of the first things that we're gonna do when we optimize a site is we're gonna make all of the parts as tiny and as light as possible so that way we can load them fast. Then we'll take those nice lightweight cups, right? And we're going to gather them together. So if you pour from each teeny cup every time a page in your site is loaded, it can be super time consuming, right? If you had to pour all the water into the pitcher from teaspoon containers versus two quart containers, it would take you more time, right? Because each time you have to pick up a spoon and pour it in, it takes you time. And it's the same way with your website. And so to save time, you're going to marry like things and often use things together in the same container. And then we hold everything ready to use it at a moment's notice. So you take your light stuff and your like items and your often used things and you're going to hold them and you're going to wait. And then the next time that the site needs to be loaded, you can just pour from those few light containers to fill the pitcher fast. Yeah, there you go. 
That's site optimization from the perspective of a glitter-covered Pisces. That's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) So now that you understand what site optimization is, before you can even start working on your site to optimize it to load faster, you need to run a test on it. I talk about these tests probably like maybe, no, I don't, I was going to say I talk about them more often than I should, but I don't think I do. I, they're super important. I run them on sites all the time. So you need to check your website's load time. There's some free tools like PageSpeed Insights. That one's offered by Google. Uptrends is also a free one. And then my boyfriend GT Metrics does a really good job of um, reporting what's not working very well on your site. And they'll tell you where your website's bogged down and it'll give you suggestions for fixing it. But to be honest, some of the stuff that they tell you is going to look a lot like, you know, geek. And I'm not saying not Greek, but geek because it totally is. So I'm going to define most of the common challenges for you in these six items that I'm going to talk about now when I explain to you what you need to do to make your website load faster, because odds are pretty good. One of these six items are going to show up in those reports that you might've ran on page speed insights or uptrends or GT metrics. Yes. Okay. So number one, the first thing that you need to do on your website is enable caching. Caching is holding things at the ready. Remember how I said you were going to gather everything together and you're just going to hold it and then pour it all together when you're ready. That's caching. So once the site is loaded on a device, the browser can store or cache most of the content on the page. So that way the next time that they load a page, all the content that's stored locally takes way less time to load. It loads way faster. And that's why sometimes when you update your website, you can't see the changes that you made until you clear your browser cache because your device, whatever device you're on, your phone or your computer, it has a stored version of that site or at least components of it that are saved and it's loading them from that device instead of pulling them off the server new. There you have it, right? So you'll manage this through a plugin. We usually use WP Rocket for this plugin. And I mean, really, it doesn't matter which plugin you use, though. Just make sure that it works with your hosting company because caching plugins need the server to be simpatico for the caching to actually work. And I only know that because I have learned it the hard way on multiple occasions. (laughs) So if you have a plugin installed on your site and all the reports that you run are telling you that you need to enable caching to make your website load faster, then your site isn't being cached. It's not, okay? And it's likely a server and plugin compatibility issue. Boom. So that's number one, enable caching. So number two, you're going to minimize CSS and JavaScript. So when you minimize CSS and JavaScript, you're marrying like objects together, right? You're going to take a bunch of those tiny teaspoons and you're going to pour them into bigger containers and you're going to pour that big container into the pitcher to load your website quickly instead of loading every single teaspoon on its own, right? So your website has lots of moving parts. It has all those teaspoons and it takes time to load each one of those things. When you minimize your CSS and your JavaScript, you're essentially combining all the CSS and all the JavaScript files from multiple files into just one or two. Now each plugin, as well as your theme, often has its own CSS and JavaScript files. So 
For example, your website may need to pull and process and load 10 or more files just to display properly before the viewer can fully use it. And when you minimize CSS and JavaScript, you only have to load two files to achieve the same result. So it's not that it's so much bigger. You're not necessarily making them lighter or smaller when you combine them together. It's just you're not having to pour each individual teaspoon in to load the site. So it's great. I mean, and you could copy and paste all the files into one, but that's not really a viable solution in the long run because you're going to have to update your software and your plugins and then all that has to be done every single time. That is a bad idea, my friends. So we also use plugins for this. You can use Minify. We use that one. Anyway, so that's number two, minimizing CSS and JavaScript. Number three is use a CDN. So there are many awesome things about using a CDN, like improved load time is just one of them. We actually use Cloudflare for this and they even have a free package for smaller sites. So you don't even have to pay for this. You could get it for free. Now what a CDN does is, well, first what it is, a CDN is a collection of servers that helps speed up load time by reducing the physical distance between the server and the user. So just like with light and sound, it takes time for data to travel as well. So go back to my water example. If you had all of the cups that you're using to fill the pitcher placed 10 feet or 20 feet away from the pitcher, it would take you longer to load the picture, right? Same thing with your website. The further it has to travel, the longer it takes. Now the CDN also improves site speed by lightening the load on your server because it caches parts of your site on those servers that are closer to the users. Just like your site caches on the individual devices after people loads it, it can also cache in other servers. So that means that whenever someone wants to load your site, it loads from the CDN servers and not from the server that it's hosted on. And that will actually free up resources on the server and make it so it doesn't have as much to do. And, and that benefits not only your site, but it also benefits all the other sites on the servers too if you are in a shared hosting space. There you go. So use the CDN. We use Cloudflare. It's cool. There you have it. Now, number four is choose the right host. <laughs> and I think I could go on about that one for a hot minute, but I'm going to keep it pretty brief and just say like, I cannot make a blanket statement about which host is right for you. Um, maybe just don't pick the cheapest. I mean, it's cheap for a reason, right? And if you have a super cheap hosting space, it's because you're renting a room in a hostel. That's pretty much the equivalent of it. So if you're in a shared hosting space in that uh, hostel, and not I don't mean like hostel, like as in people are going to attack you situation, but like you're staying in a hostel, like a hotel that's not a fancy hotel, right? If one person throws a party everybody's going down and that's how it works in that server space. So if one website gets hit by a whole bunch of traffic, that server is sharing resources between all of the sites on it and then boom, you don't have resources anymore because that other website took them all from you. It's kind of crappy. 
So you need to pick a package that matches your site so you can see how many visitors you have and how much bandwidth you're using. And also try to match your hosting space with your site format. Like for example, some hosts specialize in WordPress and some might specialize in WooCommerce. Those hosts often offer specific features that speed load time up for different site types. So you need to find a package that matches your site. And then if you really need site speed, you need to look for a dedicated space because a dedicated space is like having an apartment of your very own. You have specific resources dedicated to your site to make sure that it's loading swiftly on the regular, right? You have your own power, your own water, your own water heater. It's all yours. And you don't have those type of awesome (laughs) amenities whenever you're at a hostel. So if you really need site speed, you need to find a dedicated space. So number four was choose the right host. And now moving on to number five, (laughs) DVD with your images and video. So you need to make your images and videos like as light as possible. And um, I don't have a ton of policies it may create. I think we might have three, but our number one policy is DVD, which is don't be dumb. So when I say DVD with your videos and images, I mean, don't be dumb with your videos and images. I am going to undumbify you right now, or maybe just like keep you at the same level. I don't know where you're at, but our lead developer, Tyler, introduced the DVD um, to us a long time ago. Uh, It turns out that his dad was actually a champion of the phrase, and so we've adopted it within our own office. Now, you can use a plugin like Smush to optimize the images on your site, but you also have to be smart about the images that you upload. What tends to happen is people update their website without knowing how image size actually impacts their load time. And they have teeny images that are displayed like really small, right? But they could be huge, and, and they could be loading this enormous file to display this tiny image because they haven't been sized properly before they're uploaded to the site or they're not utilizing the site's capability to resize the images when they place the images on the page. So it's just an education gap, really. I would run a report and look at the waterfall. And then you can sort that waterfall by the file size from largest to smallest, and it will help you see if you have any big images or videos that are slowing down your site speed. So GT Metrics and Uptrends do a very good job of showing the waterfall report, and and it will it'll tell you, and you can click on each one of those images and even see physically which one it is, and it'll give you the file path to it and everything. It's pretty great. I do have a few suggestions for you for your images so you can be super smart when you use them. I think you should get your images really close to the size you want them before you place them on the page. So if you open up your image in your browser and it fills your entire screen and you only need it to be a one by one inch square, make it into a one by one inch square before you upload it to the website. That will ensure that you have a far smaller image. Also realize that your images really don't have to be crystal clear. Like faster loading trumps clarity every time. Remember, if you have a ton of images and they're crystal clear and it takes forever to have somebody load your site, then they're just not going to see the stuff on your site because they're not going to wait for it to load, which is crappy. We don't want that. Don't load huge header images like slideshows or videos on mobile. You can just 
remove them or resize them for mobile. Because a lot of the times, I mean, I was just looking at a website the other day and it's header images filled up like three quarters of my, my mobile phone screen. And I'm, I'm like, whoa, that's crappy. I can't even get to the content. So you're actually not allowing people to get to what they need as quickly in two ways. One, they have to scroll past that header image. And then two, they have to load the cotton picking thing. And it might not even be the right size because it might not be optimized for mobile. So shrink her down. Now, if you do have video on your site, you should use an external host. Most servers that you're hosting your website on are not made for loading video. They're just not. And that's okay because there's free services like YouTube where you can just upload your video to YouTube. We also use Vimeo. And so they will stream your videos instead of having to stream them from your actual hosting service. All right. And then last but not least would be use the right file type for your images. So if you're not using next gen image formats, which I'll explain in a second, then make sure that you're not just like blanket saving all of your images as a PNG or a JPG or a GIF ping, JPEG, or GIF, just don't blanket save them because each file type has their strengths and you'll see the file size increase as you stray away from the strengths of a particular format. So for example, a lot of people use PNG files almost exclusively because ping is so flexible. Ping is great because it allows you to have a transparent background. You can have flat images like logos or full-fledged images like photos all in the same format, but it's not always the smallest possible file size. A lot of the times, if you saved that flat logo image as a GIF, it could still have a transparent background, but it would be smaller because it's not as complicated of a file. Or if you have a super complicated JPEG, you can actually condense it and it'll be a little bit blurry, but you can still get all of what you need out of that photo. And in that way, it would be smaller than a ping because a ping might save it at a higher resolution. So with all that, what I'm really saying is figure out what format of images works for what you're doing. You can test them. After you do it for a while, you're just going to know because you're going to start getting the hang of it. And last but not least, for your images, you can optimize them for next-gen formats. Basically, what you'll do for that is you would use a plugin to convert your images to Google's version of a web image. And in the past, you would just use JPEG or Ping or GIF. And now you can use this WebP, W-E-B-P format, and it'll load faster um, because that's like Google's format that it prefers. There you go. Next gen formats. I like it that <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because I had that error forever. And then we hired Fabian to our team. Who's really good at optimizing sites. And I was like, Fabian, what does this even mean? And he explained it to me and I was like, what? That's awesome. All I have to do is install a plugin. And he's like, yeah. And I said, Whoa. okay, so now you know the secret too. And you didn't even have to hire Fabian to get it. This is so awesome. Okay. The last thing that you're going to do in this fast loading website formula is you are going to lazy load iframes. That's number six. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I only kind of did before I started figuring out what was happening. 
So this is another way to marry like objects together. When you embed something like a YouTube video, you're asking your website to load it from another location. That's what's happening. Um, so like I said, you could be embedding a YouTube video or you could have an animated GIF from Giphy or it could be like the fancy graphic that the BBB, the Better Business Bureau, gives you to put in the footer of your website. All those things are being embedded. They're not physically on your website. They're pulling from someplace else. And when you put five YouTube videos, for example, on a page without lazy loading, you're asking the site to load each of the scripts that it needs to play a video five times which is redundant because they need the same script. Every single one of them does, but they don't know that. They don't know that it's already been loaded. So then if you lazy load it, it only loads it once and it allows all the images to use the same script. How fancy is that? That's pretty darn cool. And we include this feature in all of our site templates, but you can also implement it using a plugin. I figured out that this was happening because I was looking at all the things that were loading and slowing the sites down. And I was like, why do I see the same script like 17 times? And then I realized that I was on a page of videos and that it was all coming from YouTube. And I thought, well, I don't have any control over that. And then I started Googling it and we figured out that you can lazy load your iframes. There you go. Lazy load iframes, get her done. All right, so let's talk through these awesome things one last time so that way you have the list at the top of your mind. First thing you're gonna do is enable caching. Second, you're gonna minimize your CSS and JavaScript. Third, you're gonna use a CDN. Fourth, you're gonna choose the right host for your website. Fifth, DBD with your images and video, be smart, right? And sixth, you're gonna lazy load your iframes. And that's it, friends. That is my glitter-covered, fast-loading website formula from the perspective of a Pisces. I should really rename this podcast that. Like, that's really long and obnoxious and awesome all at the same time. Yes. So, I mean, if you have an idea for an epoxy-covered glitter tumbler, I would love to hear it because I'm telling you, I am making some seriously cool gradients on these glitter mugs. It's awesome. And if you feel like covering yourself in glitter, you can just come over to my kitchen and roll around on the floor. It'll be awesome there too. Okay, friends, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Marketing with Purpose. And hey, if you liked this episode or if you learned a thing or two, please review this podcast wherever you're listening because that will help me get all of this fun, glitter-covered tech nonsense out to other people who are also searching for the same answers that you're searching for. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Mm -hmm.